Welcome to a Meaningful Marketplace. I'm Sarah Massoni from Oregon State University's Food Innovation Center, where I've helped countless dreamers launch their new food products. It's the science of taking a food delight from the kitchen to mass manufacturing and still keeping its great taste. That's what I do. I've been called the woman with the million-dollar palate, although I haven't tried to cash that check yet. Listen in weekly for real-life stories. I'm Sarah Marshall, owner of Marshall's Hot Sauce and author of Preservation Pantry, modern canning from root to top and stem to core. I love inspiring business owners to get started on their journeys, encouraging folks to be part of their local community, and I'm excited to help business owners tell their stories. Join us as we explore the journeys of women entrepreneurs in the food and beverage industry. Hello and welcome to Missoni and Marshall, a meaningful marketplace. We're here weekly to discuss the journeys of female food entrepreneurs. We're glad that you joined us today as we bring you stories of hope and inspiration. This is Sarah Marshall, owner of Marshall's Hot Sauce. And Sarah Missoni of Oregon State University's Food Innovation Center. Hi, Sarah Missoni. How are you this week? Good. How are you, birthday girl? I'm good. I know my um, daughter and I share a birthday week, which oh. is is really fun. So um, when I fun. when I got her due date, she was um, supposed to have the same birthday as me. Oh, but then so she, she yeah, but she held off. So <laughs> so she has her own birthday. So mine is the ninth, and hers is the eleventh. Which I'm nice. glad that we have it different days, but um, but we kind of share the same week, so we just get. What to do you all, call the day in stuff. between? <laughs> she calls it a regular old boring day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. She's like, it's your birthday. And then it's a regular old boring day. And then it's my birthday. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> yeah. So we went um, roller skating and bowling and um, all kinds of fun stuff. That's really cool. Yeah, it was good. How about you? Anything exciting happened this week for you? Because I think I saw that you were out of town. I was in New York City. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you were allowed to talk about it. <laughs> I can. I mean, it was, it was, uh, I mean, I'm on the board of directors for the Specialty Food Association, and that's always fun and interesting and a lot of work. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, we're getting ready for the fancy food show that's coming up in Las Vegas on February 6th through the 8th, and it's going to be a great show. So that's so cool. Um, so even though the food show is in, Vegas, you went to New York. Is that just because that's where the rest of the um, people that's are? That's where or? the association is housed. They have where an office based. there. Yeah, in Madison cool. Avenue. So fun. Did you yeah. eat any eat any great food while you were there? Um, they took us to a restaurant that's kind of new called the Mary Lane, and we did have a really nice dinner there. I'd recommend it. Mary Lane. I haven't been there. And you said it was it's new? new. It just oh. opened like a month ago. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So go check it out. I will. My next trip to New York, whenever that will be. <laughs> right. Otherwise, I just ate boring old Shake Shack and Chipotle for lunches. And I had a lot of snacks in my backpack. So mm-hmm. that's a good that's a good way to travel. You got to travel with snacks. Yeah, because you never know. I do have some food news to tell oh, our listeners about. I love me some food news. I know, right? So I wanted to tell our listeners that at uh, Market of Choice, there is a new holiday section that's what? featuring a ton of our past guests. 
So they just set it up in all the Market of Choice stores and they have oh. um, special gift packs from Momococo, Sabejo, Soviet Island Shrubs, Ground Up Nut Butters, and a bunch of other people. So those were all past guests. Um, so wow. if people are familiar with our past shows, so they could go check it out at Market of Choice and they sponsor the show. So I wanted to mention it. How did you figure that out? Did they tell you? No, because I was <laughs> I was dropping off sauce. I'm on there too. And I saw, I looked at the end cap where it was stocked and You're it like, was like all the, people from the show. So show. yeah, and it was stuff that I, you know, gift boxes that aren't, haven't been out yet anywhere else. So I know yeah. that um, since Momococo and Sabejo have been on the show and Sobe Island, they all um, hadn't had these holiday gift boxes yet. So those are yeah. available at Market of Choice. So everybody should go get them. That's a great idea for the holidays. Yeah. yeah. I'm in it's, favor. Yeah. It's super cute. Lots of fun local stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not just Sarah and I here today. We nope, have nope, a nope. special guest with us. Yes, I would like do. to introduce Jamie Landsberg, the owner of Sidekick Provisions. They make plant-based dips in Portland, Oregon. Hello, Jamie. Hey, Jamie. Thanks for having me, Sarah and Sarah. Yeah, we're so glad that you're here today. Thanks for joining us. Uh, We want to make sure that our listeners can find you and follow along on your story. So how can they find you on social media? Uh, I'm on Instagram at Sidekick Provisions um, and then Facebook.com slash Sidekick Provisions. My website is SidekickProvisions.com. I'm not on Twitter, I guess. So that's, that's that's about it for my social Perfect. <laughs> that'll that'll do the trick so people can um, check out all your stuff. Um, let's start with what sparked your interest to start a food business. Yeah, tell us. Well, um, I didn't really know I was going to start a food business, honestly. Um, I studied nutrition um, in grad school at the University of Natural Medicine here in, um, in Portland. And I knew during that program that I wanted to go more culinary than clinical with it. Um, And initially when I came out of school, well, during school, I had an internship with another small food business. Um, And so I learned a little bit about, you know, owning a small food business and what it's like in Portland and the community. Um, So that got me like a little bit of exposure and understanding of what it looks like. Um, and I suppose a bit of inspiration. Uh, and then when I came out of school, I thought I'd do a little bit more like personal chef kind of community nutrition ed- education type things. And um, I was still working my event management job that I had had for about six years or so when I finished school. So I was still mm-hmm. working that. And then I got laid off due to COVID. Oh, uh, no events during COVID. <laughs> exactly. I was the first one to go. <laughs> um, so I got laid off in April 2020 um, and kind of was just spending more time in the kitchen, making making snacks, sharing snacks with friends and doing some trades. Um, I had some, a friend that was making like face masks and stuff because there was none to be had. So she was sewing face masks and I traded her some like little dips and sauces in Mason, like little, little court or the little, um, eight ounce canning jars. And she's like, these are really cute. Like maybe you should try selling these, you know? Um, 
And so I started kind of selling to friends and I did a lot of fundraising with it that summer for Road City Justice and some other local like um, social justice organizations. Um, and then as I was meeting with some friends who are kind of in more in the food industry here, they're like, yeah, if, if you want to do this, like this is kind of the steps of like getting a business started. And I was like, oh, I guess I probably should like get it a little more legit if I'm going to dive into it. So it kind of just started from there. And I started doing farmer's markets um, just last winter. So uh, I started the first, the first event that I ever did was the Thanksgiving market out at Helvetia Farm Market, which is next weekend or this coming weekend, actually this year. So so you're about a year in, right? Or two years in? One year. One year in. And we, um, we've had a couple of guests on the show that were, um, you know, kind of started their own business from, from COVID, from being laid off. So you kind of fit into that world. I'm curious about um, the University of Natural Medicine, because we've had other guests on the show that, um, that went there as well. Do they have a specific culinary program? Because I feel like they should. Yeah. <laughs> they don't. They Maybe have... we could teach it. Yeah, yeah, Sarah could teach it. They do have, um, like through the nutrition program, they have a lot of um, like recipe development and, and uh, menu, or I think it's recipe and menu development class uh, um, and culinary nutrition, um, personal chef and food business classes where they, we had a couple of, of like food business owners coming in, not many that were in packaged food now that I think about it. Um, but more in like the restaurant or personal chef or like food writer type of, um, industries. Yeah. Uh, I think that that makes sense because the world definitely goes together. I think that if you have a passion for food and then especially healthy food, um, kind of starting your own food business makes a lot of sense. Well, we say food is medicine now. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me, um, Jamie, so you and I both grew up in Minnesota and we both know what the food is like there. <laughs> yeah. She laughs. <laughs> so how did you end up coming to Oregon? Was it because of the food and the, cl- and the classes you wanted to take or what made you feel you wanted to come here? Um. I originally moved to Oregon with some friends that I had worked with. Actually, I worked with them in San Diego at a nonprofit down there Um, and just kind of like wanted another change of scenery instead of going back back to Minnesota. Mm. And I had moved to Portland in 2014 Mm. um, without really a plan. I didn't have a job or anything lined up and I was in the middle of studying, studying herbalism at the time. Mm. Um, I ended up getting a job at a little like vineyard and farm out in Sherwood, um, kind of as a farm hand and then working in the tasting room on the weekends and doing my herbalism classes. And then, um, ended up not finishing the herb school. Um, Mm. but I, ended up getting a job out in Hood River um, and moved out there after a few months. I think I lived in Portland for maybe six months or so before I moved out. So you have like the perfect meandering 
to Portland sort of story. That's really. Yeah. I lived in Colorado for a bit too, before I moved to Portland between San Diego and coming here. So you think you'll stay in Oregon for a while? Yeah, I think so. This is the longest I've been anywhere. Um, Well, I lived in Hood River for three years, I guess, but in Oregon is the longest I've been in one state (laughs) since I lived in Minnesota. So um, I really love it here. My family is all back in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love going back to visit and seeing friends and stuff when I'm there, but I still don't want to leave here. <laughs> That's how I am too. After yeah. living here for 30 years, when I go and visit, it's great to come back. Yeah. That's like how you, that's song. how you want the place you live to be. <laughs> mm-hmm. You want, <laughs> you want it to, it to feel, like feel yeah, feel good when you come home. Well, I told people that you make dips, but that can mean a lot of things. Let's tell people um, what you make them out of and what they're like. Yeah. Tell us. Yeah. So um, I make them with organic blanched almonds and avocado oil as the mm. base. Um, and I know there's a few, there's a lot of like, you know, cashew or other, uh, nut-based dairy alternative dips. And I, my dip is not really meant to be like a dairy alternative. Um, so I try to like make that clear in my positioning and my, my Mm. branding. Um, it is a vegan product. Um, it's a plant-based product and, but it's not meant to be like a cheese dip or something like that yeah because I saw on your website you have photographs of it's placed on a charcuterie board and it looks great there and delicious with vegetables I'm sure yeah it's it's good to um it's good paired with so many different things and I don't want to be too exclusive with you know like who would like to eat it I think I have customers of all different dietary philosophies um And I try to kind of be clear about that. You know, I don't want to position it too much one way or another. So, yeah. Yeah. So so I have, uh, I've got the, I have two almond based flavors right now and a third uh, sunflower seed based one in development um, and some additional sunflower flavors in mind that I haven't quite started developing yet. So I'm excited to check that out and get a little bit further down the, sunflower route so your smoky chipotle was the first one that you made mm-hmm. spicy yeah it's a little bit spicy um i would say it's more smoky than it is spicy oh okay um is that your best seller you know they all sell at about the same rate <laughs> i did the oh. uh gobble up market on our show i guess on saturday mm-hmm. and I was counting my dips, you know, like throughout the evening. I was like, they're selling at exactly the same rate <laughs> throughout the night. So, yeah. So did, were you able to give out samples while you were selling? Because mm-hmm. I know Sarah believes in that with her product too. Yeah, it's been a little tough to navigate it with um, with COVID because, you know, when I think about it now, we used to just like, put out you know dishes chips yeah with chips and people would just kind of have at it and now I know yeah now that seems really gross (laughs) (laughs) too many too many germs too much touching yeah Um, especially now but uh, yeah so now we do um we just kind of put it on a little wooden you know um compostable spoon and hand it to them Mm -hmm. um 
which is okay. It just takes a lot of time. It's hard to do it at a busy show because, yeah. you know, sometimes people get frustrated and walk away because they have to wait. But, you know, if they're willing to be patient, then it works. Okay. <laughs> Sarah, do you put it in a squirt bottle or? I've done it both ways. Maybe I you did have it. people just stand there yeah. with their mouth open and <laughs> squeeze it into their mouth. Back, back up. Boosh. Right into the mouth. Get in line and you just like spray Oh, it sorry. Yeah. You got it in your nose. <laughs> yeah, so far I haven't tried that way, but maybe, <laughs> I think you should. maybe at a wild event, I just might. Yeah, you yeah. have everybody wear like safety goggles so they don't get in yeah. there yeah like that <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres show where they have to do all that crazy stuff yeah could totally just squeeze it out onto their tongue <laughs> I think it helps so much to be able to do samples you know tasting's little, important yeah for a little while it wasn't allowed in any way you know at all especially at the farmer's market and so um I just had to get really good at describing, you know, what things yeah. taste like. So I made like description cards and, and just really talked to people about the sauce, which of course I had done before, you know, but, but I just had to get more intense about it. Cool. If you could have like a button on the counter and they could just push the button, and it would be you saying, now this sauce Usually barbecue <laughs> like at the zoo yeah. where you put the key, put the key <laughs> in and it describes it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe something for the website. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Well, ladies, we're going to take a quick break and we'll um, come back and talk more about where people can find your wonderful tips. We'll be right back. Oregon State University's College of Agricultural Sciences and the Food Innovation Center are proud sponsors of Meaningful Marketplace. With a mission to serve all Oregonians, we are committed to giving voice to those whose food and agricultural stories are not always heard. By providing access and opportunity for a more diverse and just food system, because food brings people together. Okay, Jamie, we're back, and I want to know how you chose avocado oil and almond as your base for your two main um, dips that you're selling. Um, so the almonds came from, I, I felt like the, like the non hummus dip category was pretty saturated with like cashew cheeses and, and like dairy alternatives. Um, and it, almonds are a mild enough, nut that they don't carry a lot of flavor of their own um, and they give a good texture and they're a nutritious superfood. Um, so it was those things for the almonds and then um, the avocado oil I just felt was kind of I mean it's not a cheap oil to use which is why it's not in a lot of things but it's a uh, I think potentially less allergies to it versus like coconut oil, higher mm -hmm. nutrition content than, you know, sunflower, safflower, canola, grapeseed, um, those type of oils. So I just figured a better nutrient profile. Um, it works well blended like olive oil. You can't really blend. It gets kind of bitter. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I kind of just tried it out and it worked. <laughs> cool. Yeah. When you're making decisions about what you're going to eat, do you um, go like gluten-free, 
dairy free. I mean, I feel like that's that's kind of a lot when when people come out of the University of Natural Medicine, that sort of seems like to be the path that they're on. Yeah, I think a lot of people end up studying nutrition due to their own um, health issues or conditions that they've worked through with food or that kind of thing. Um, my, I have like a bit of a lactose intolerance. Um, so that's really the only thing that I try to, I mean, I still sometimes eat cheese. It's hard to not, but, uh, generally I don't, I don't have a super strict, um, food philosophy around what I will or won't eat. I mean, I, I try to eat whole foods. I try to eat sustainably. And when I'm eating animal products, I try to make sure that they're grass fed, pasture raised, um, humanely raised, you know, good quality because not only environmentally and like animal justice wise, but, um, I guess I can't really say that with eating meat, but, um, aside from those things, just the nutrient density of animal products is so different, you know, depending on how they're raised and what they eat. Um, but when it comes to non-animal products, I'm, yeah, I, I wish I was cooking more than I am currently. I used to cook all the time. Now that I've been doing the food business, I'm not cooking as much. Mm, um, it's hard. But yeah. When you're spending a lot of your time in the kitchen, it's hard to want to go home and cook, cook. a bunch more. Mm. I, I think but, um, I think that will change though you'll get back to it. I think the first like couple of years of having a business is so hard and all consuming that it does. I mean, I remember times of that where even just when people would talk about cooking or going out to dinner, I was like, how do they even have time for that? Like I don't have time to even like take a 5 minute break. Like I stand and eat food and then just like go back to it <laughs> but it, it will always be that way it's just in the beginning while you're still figuring everything out you know and so just yeah. know it's just right now <laughs> life will get back to normal someday <laughs> I think so I think it will it just in the in the like infancy of a business it's just like all consuming it just yes. there's no time for cooking or eating or anything <laughs> yeah I know it's hard to even have enough time to drink water <laughs> yeah yeah totally yeah well I, I know people can find you at the farmer's market because we do the PSU farmer's market together that's how I found you um yeah. so other than the PSU market which is on Saturdays um where else can people find you um I have done a lot of different markets and actually PSU I do only every so often when they have an opening for me so I'm not even consistently at that one um and I was through under the Portland farmer's umbrella. I did Kenton and King as mm. well. Um, only once a month for all of the Portland farmers ones. Um, but right now through the winter, I'll be doing Oregon city and um, Montevilla year round. I'm currently doing um, Vancouver for the fall. I just started there nice. last weekend. Um, I was doing Beaverton and yeah, I did a bunch of, a bunch of them this past year. And now for winter, it's, it's slowing down. So I'm kind of shifting more towards finding more retail and wholesale accounts and hopefully shipping soon. So what I think that that's a really good way to do it. Um, 
you know, in the first couple of years, I think I did every farmer's market I could just so people could know what my product was and try it and sample it and get to know me. And, um, you know, now I just do one market, but in the beginning, I you mean, I did all, all of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> every, house, like every weekend, a new market. <laughs> yeah. Just cause it would be, it would mean new people to, mm-hmm. you know, to get to know me and my business. So I think it's a good way, good way to do it. I love the Montevilla market. Sarah, have you ever been to that one? I'm not sure that I have. I wouldn't call myself a regular farmer's market shopper. In fact, yeah. probably I would get like a C minus if somebody graded me. <laughs> I, I'll own it. Hey, I yeah. wanted to ask you, um, Jamie, if you could tell us, because you're doing a refrigerated product, what have some of the challenges been for your refrigerated product? Oh, plenty of them. Shelf life is a big one. Um, yeah. And just because I want to try to keep it as clean as possible. Um, yeah. and, and I'm running into some, some limitations with that. Um, yeah. So that's you and I have met a couple times about it. Haven't we from the food innovation center? Mm-hmm. I think so. Did that yeah. help at all? Yeah, it has okay, um, a couple little tips and uh, I'm hoping to maybe chat with you again soon as well. Uh, but yeah, I think that, that and then shipping um is another refrigerated yeah just with my family being in minnesota they all want to buy it and all their like friends and all my my friends and family there want to buy it and share it with everyone and i've been kind of doing some test runs sending them shipments it's just so expensive to ship you know and it's heavy to add more like ice blocks and insulation and all the things so I haven't really opened that up for order on my website yet, but I'm experimenting with it. But it's hard to hard to know if people are going to want to spend, you know, twice the cost of the product on shipping. <laughs> so have you, know? you tried? I can't remember if you told me you freeze it. Do you ever freeze it? I've been, try- I've been, yeah, playing with that a bit, and it seems to be doing well. So I think that so that will you help. could freeze it before you ship it and that will help with having to put ice packs in there. And then if you just kind of limit your shipping from September through May, Mm. the cooler months, it might not be too bad. Yeah. That's a good idea. You can also see what other um, companies do, how they do it. Uh, You know, I don't, I don't know if there, I can't think of any other um, like local people that do dips that that also do shipping because i think it's a little challenging to figure out how to do it if it's not a frozen product and it's not like a dry goods because a lot of people will do dry ice with it you know which is really something that i need to do yeah um well because then you have to have freezers to store the dry ice in you know just like another expense kind of but yeah, I would say, you know, kind of research, maybe even just order from other other dip companies that ship and see how they do it and see if it is something I that think you can you. you can get um, foam shippers that fit inside the U.S. mailboxes. Yeah, I've, I've just started actually using this. Um, maybe you ladies have heard of, heard of it. Um, ship Cause, they work a lot with refrigerated 
Oh, products. Um, and I think it's mostly like a shipping platform more than it is like shipping materials. Oh, okay. um, they give some, some guidance on how to pack for shipping, but I, I've found, I've, I've sampled a couple different, um, insulators and things like that, that seem to be working well. And they're like pretty thick, but they're made from recycled cotton or denim or all those different. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Try to try to minimize the plastic use since I have to use plastic for my product packaging. (laughs) So you talked about the Chipotle product. What's your other one? Garlic citrus herb. How did you come up with that flavor profile? It sounds tasty. Yeah, that one, uh, I wanted to, I knew I wanted to do like a bright herby one, but I didn't want to do like pesto. Cause I thought that was like a little done already, you know, um, I didn't want to do like garlic chive. So this one has basil and parsley and cilantro and green onions, um, and lime juice. So a little bit different it's a little bit tangy and and bright and herby um and it doesn't quite taste like i think maybe people expect it to taste a bit like a garlic herb cream cheese or something like that um i would say it's a little like brighter because of the lime juice so i kind of just started throwing different herbs in to see what um they tasted like together and what the ratio I wanted to be and ran with it. <laughs> yeah. It's cool. Trial and error really. And do you wholesale yet or is that something you're looking to do more of? Um, yeah, I have a few like small retail accounts. I'm not, I don't do any of the big wholesale. Like I'm not in market of choice yet. Um, or new seasons. And I'm, I've been curious about like the online markets um, partially because of the shipping situation. I is why I haven't really pursued it yet. Um, but yeah, uh, locally some small, smaller stores. I do like people's co-op and cherry sprout produce and cutie buys. Um, Had you thought about trying to come up with a dry mix? that people could just add the oil to? Yeah, that's actually something that I just started looking. I think maybe I chatted with you about that a bit on our last oh, call. Good. Um, I started finding some sunflower seed flour and almond flour. So I want to play with, I haven't gotten samples yet, um, but I'm excited to play with that idea because I think that could be a really cool yeah. direction to go and with freeze-dried vegetables it'll be pretty tasty when you go to a lot of the specialty food markets you mm-hmm. can find these lovely packages of you know combinations of things and you just mix with mm-hmm. this and that and they're very very tasty and that would give you several you know maybe a year or 18 months shelf life yeah. so that way you could balance out your um your product line mm-hmm Yeah, I think, too, it would be good for, you know, because in the Pacific Northwest, people are really into camping and backpacking and things like that. And there's so many, we've had a lot of um, past guests that that kind of use that platform as like preppers. um, Yeah, yeah, Yeah. just just ways that um, people can take it on the go. So it's always a good way to 
kind of start another side. Definitely. Deal. Yeah. I was talking with somebody recently about that and they were like, what about using, you know, like the dried items and then including the oil in it and having it be like a squeeze pouch that you just then add also add water to. Um, Cause I didn't realize that there was powdered oils. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I guess I'll just, I'm excited to play with all the different things and see what works. Yeah. There's, <clears throat> there's definitely powdered avocado oil. So interesting. Yeah. They can do anything with food. <laughs> so exactly. if people are, if they go to one of those stores that you're in, say Cherry Sprout or Cutie Buys, where does it, what section of the store do they look for your product in? Um, at Cutie Buys, it's right in the little uh, fridge deli case when you walk in the door. Um, La Portina is right next to it. And all the like snack relage sandwiches and stuff are in there. Creole Me Up is in there. Um, I don't remember what else is all in that little case, but it's the one right inside the door. And then mm -hmm. at Cherry Sprout, um, it's in the back kind of refrigerated dip and hummus and salsas type section. So, there. so that's, that's sort of where you fit in is in the like hummus salsa section. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think at People's it's, there's like guacamole above it and some hummuses and things below it and bitch and sauce next to it. So. Do you find yourself straightening the shelves <laughs> when you go in there? Uh, sometimes if I go in and it's like a little off, I'll, I'll straighten it out or pull things forward and try to. If I see people's stuff that I know, I definitely like give it a shake and rearrange it and make it all look pretty. <laughs> yeah. It's a good thing Sir, to do. Sir Marshall, I saw your sauce at the meeting place. Isn't that what it's called? Up yeah, in sure is. Yeah. They sell a lot of our sauce out there. Do they? Yeah, it's a busy meat market. It I um, I hadn't actually been there, um, you know, because it's in it's pretty far out in Hillsboro. until so good. They ordered and I had no idea how huge it is. And like, if you go there on a weekend, there's like, crazy lines and yeah you start people. at the bacon and you work mm -hmm. your way through the jerky and then they have these beautiful porterhouse steaks yeah which we bought one and it was so good and then they have a whole separate other like cafe over on the other side where you can exactly. get sandwiches with their with their stuff so yeah they sell they sell quite a bit of local um i think that's an unusual place that you could maybe sell your stuff jamie because somebody's going to be going there and they're going to be buying all this meat and they're going to inevitably have a vegan coming to dinner as well. Yeah. So they and can have something with it. Yeah. And yeah, I think they option. would be pretty approachable. You could just sort of go in there and bring a sample and say, Hey, I think you should have my vegan product on hand. Yeah. And it goes well with other meat agree. products yeah. or meat products too. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a good option. I challenge you. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> she's okay. giving, she's yeah. giving you an assignment. <laughs> Let me know what happens. Yeah. Um, They're out in Hillsborough, you said? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cornel you take the Cornelius Pass exit and mm. you're heading west on 26 and you turn to the right and you go up two stoplights, I think. It's kind of on the left as you go down the hill. Yeah. It's not that far from Marion Acres. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. 
so if you're in that zone, I would say swing by for sure. It's a, it's a wonderful spot and they love supporting, um, local businesses. And there's a lot so of really nice. traffic and yeah. those are the interesting kind of off the beaten path sort of places that you might want to look for mm-hmm. where you can have more impact and have greater sales. Yeah. Yeah. I've kind of wondered about those, those smaller stores that are a bit on the outskirts of Portland. Like I think they're great places to be in and at the same time. Um, sometimes the foot traffic is a little bit lighter there. So definitely not at the meat place. Oh, really? Yeah. There's thousands of people who go through there in a weekend. Nice. Yeah. So busy. It's crazy. Well, that's good to know. And your um, background is in health. And I, I really like that you incorporated that into, um, talking about your ingredients and the health benefits of them. Mm-hmm. And you have that on the website. Do you, do you talk to people about that a lot at the market as well? Um, I do a little bit when it comes up, when people are like, Oh, I really appreciate that you use avocado oil, or I like that. I appreciate that you use organic almonds and sunflower seeds um, and herbs and, um, I try not to like be too like nutrition educatory, you know, but I do try to kind of point out like it is good quality ingredients. The nutrient content is excellent in these. Um, I use better quality oils, you know, you're going to have a better balance of certain fats and things like that. Um, so yeah, it comes up here and there, but I, I guess I don't really, pitch it as much as I could now that I think about it. <laughs> I think, I think it's just a really, um, you know, it's unique to your product. So, so, when, and, and you, cause, because your background's in health and wellness. So I think that, um, you know, as you go along, I think you'll be more confident in who you are and who your business are together. And, mm-hmm. and I think it's a really, um, wonderful thing for you to share with people that, that, um, you know, when you broke down all the ingredients of what was in each product and you're like, um, you know, green onions are good for this. And, and, you know, it was stuff that I'd never even really thought about. I'm like, oh yeah, I just put that in a salad or whatever, but I don't think about how it benefits me. And so I think it, I think it's something, um, unique that you have to offer to your customers because you can tell them why the things that are in them are good for their bodies. And I think that's a really, um, I think it'll be a good selling point for you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, Yeah, that's a good point. What do you think has been the um, biggest challenge of starting your food business? (sighs) The biggest one. Um, Maybe time management (laughs) Uh, and like prioritizing and uh, managing stress and overwhelm, maybe. So that's a lot of things, I guess, but um, mostly like in internal things, you know, psychological side of, of owning a business. It's um, a lot, isn't it? Yeah. And I think, you know, I miss working with people, <laughs> like having a team and somebody to talk to about things off of, um, but it is kind of cool to like just make decisions about how I'm going to spend my day or like this day I'm going to focus on this thing. But, um, I, 
historically have not been much of a like structured ritual routine person. So I'm working on changing that and uh, developing those skills. Um, so yeah, it's, it's new, new developments all the time, but do you, do you share a kitchen with anybody? Um, no, right now I've been doing, uh, I've been doing my production out of my home. Oh, good. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that, um, you know, in, in the beginning when you are by yourself, it is very lonely and isolating. And I, I think that's something I talk about on the show all the time because, um, it's a big difference in going from working with a bunch of people and especially you doing this during COVID is even a more unique situation because you're really on your own, you know, it's much more intense. Yeah. Yeah, totally. But one of the things that I loved was sharing a kitchen with people. So if you get to a point where you do move it out of your house, that was a really nice, um, part for me. But then also the other thing that I've done over the years is I always take different classes with other business owners. And that's how I really like created kind of a good friend group and support system with all people who are in, in a sense, they're going through the exact same things as I am, but, but, um, you know, with their own business. And so that was a really nice way to connect with people. You know, I've taken classes, kind of everywhere, PCC, Mercy Corps, um, Ascend program. Pretty much if the Food Innovation Post Center posts about a class, I usually sign up for it. <laughs> because, like, Sign me up. Yeah, because That's it's like, it's, it's good for your mental health. It's good mm-hmm. for um, creating a nice community of people and connecting to everybody. And, um, and then you're not so alone all the time. So that, yeah. that would be my suggestion. That is really <laughs> good advice. Yeah. Well, and I still do it. I mean, I just did the Ascend program this year and that was like tons of other business owners. It was kind of to help people get through COVID and, mm-hmm. um, and it was really helpful just to have people to talk to at a time that I wasn't really around any, anyone again, you know, back into isolation mode. So it was, it was yeah. really helpful. I think some other programs, they have the Oregon Entrepreneur Network has a bunch of food based stuff. And there's another one called Accelerate, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, built Oregon. Yeah. I, I was in, um, I've worked with Accelerate quite a bit, actually. Um, I had some one-on-one coaching and I did a peer group a peer mentor group with them. Um, and this most recent round, I decided to kind of not do the peer group, but I want to get another like one-on-one mentor to kind of get a little bit more focused in on my specific business. And, um, but it is such an excellent resource. Um, and so many helpful, knowledgeable people in all of those organizations. Have Um, you talked to, um, Northwest, community co-pack Ashani and Hannah and Chris yeah yeah a little bit um I I met with Hannah a little just to learn more about it and and kind of the process of moving into a co-packer and what that looks like because I haven't gone down that rabbit hole yet uh and I'm not quite I don't think right now at a point where I need one um but as I grow it might be in the cards so um, they're also a great, I've worked with, um, Chris Bailey a little bit. Um, yeah, a lot of helpful people out there. It's awesome. And I actually, when I first 
started um, producing, I was working out of the New Foods Kitchen at the Red. Oh. Um, which was nice. Like it was, I met a few people there and also during COVID though. So everybody was, you know, it was only maximum two businesses operating in there at a time and weren't really like interacting that much with each other, partially because you're working, but um, I think also due to COVID not wanting to get too close to people or anything. Um, so it has it, that part of it. I miss like just bumping into people at the kitchen um, so are you doing your own deliveries then? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're driving around town. Yep. And I also have like a subscription program. So I do deliveries for that twice a month or people can pick up at my kitchen here. Mm. Well. Nice. Do yeah. you ha- have any advice for people that are currently dreaming up a business? <laughs> um funny I just met with my potential new intern today for lunch and uh she's thinking about maybe having a business when she's done with school she's in the same program that I was in and um I think just give yourself some grace you know I feel like I'm really hard on myself and I know uh, most business owners are and it's Mm -hmm. a lot easier said than done but um And I need to tell myself this too, like take time to appreciate and celebrate like the good things that are happening and the progress that's made and uh, the little steps, because there's a lot of little things that need to happen in order for anything to get going and to keep going. And um, if whenever there's the tough times, it always feels like so much bigger, but really like the amount of good things that have happened to get you there is a lot more. Yeah. It's (laughs) easy to jump past those good things and focus on the challenges isn't it yeah yeah oh and I mean there's a lot of people that have a you know dream and goal to have a business but they don't make it there because they're you know they stand kind of in their own way and you have done it you created a business out of nothing I mean you know a year ago you didn't have a business and now you do so I think that's definitely something to celebrate every day yes party <laughs> let's party <laughs> I know. Now that it's like s- sort of getting back to a place where people can gather together again yeah <laughs> yeah I mean you're about to have your year anniversary that's a big deal mm-hmm. you should have a party pack yeah I know um, some sort of like holiday pack with triple be- play Triple pay party pack. So what's your favorite chip or dip to use with your uh, products? Do you have one? Um, you find yourself using all the time. I, with the Chipotle one, I like pretzels. Mm. Um, the garlic citrus herb I like with fresh veggies and the, the Dijon dill sunflower one is really good with roasted potatoes. Ooh. Um, or as a veggie dip, broccoli, it's really good with it, or cauliflower. Mm, that um, sounds good. Yum. Yeah. I honestly, I find like I don't eat them as much as I, as I used to, probably because I'm making them all the time, you know? <laughs> do, you, do you guys have that happen at all, Sarah? Are you? Oh, I definitely have had that happen. 
One yeah. summer I made so many pancakes, I'd gained 10 pounds and I didn't want to eat pancakes for years. <laughs> yeah, I can't eat our barbecue sauce because it cooks for like five hours and I smell like it. And, yeah. and I can't eat it. I haven't been able to for years, but it's one of our most popular sauces. And, <laughs> and it's like what, you know, my daughter, like, thinks of that is my scent like as her oh, mom I smell like barbecue sauce yeah <laughs> <laughs> she'll and she'll know like she'll smell me after you know when I pick her up and she'll be like you smell like my mom I'm like yep I made barbecue sauce today <laughs> oh that's funny <laughs> well ladies this is the part that I always hate to say but it's time for us to wrap it up so we okay. really want to encourage people to buy from you directly so how can they do that um, through the website um, is probably the easiest. Um, I can do delivery in set areas in Portland. Um, outside of that is mostly just pickup from here. Um, otherwise, at my farmer's markets works great. Perfect. So we'll um, send people to your website to figure out where you're going to be or if they want to order from you. It was great to hear about your business and have you on the show. I'm, um, I'm prou- proud of you starting your business. Happy one yeah. year anniversary. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This is such yeah. a blast to talk to you ladies. We record Missoni and Marshall live every week. You can find us on your favorite podcast platform like iTunes and Stitcher. Thank you to our audio engineer, Lon, and our production assistant, Chelsea. If you want to be a guest on the show, you can send us a DM to our Instagram at Missoni and Marshall. Until next week, we'll be back. Bye. Bye for now. Market of Choice is a proud sponsor of Meaningful Marketplace. As a family-owned organ grocer for 42 years, Market of Choice strives to inspire, mentor, and assist a diverse group of local producers and foster equity in our communities. With 11 stores in Oregon, Market of Choice supports these craft makers, as well as farmers, fisherfolk, and ranchers, by bringing more than 7,000 local products to market. Together, we form a sustainable, community-based food system that serves our great state. To learn more, go to marketofchoice.com. You're listening to the Startup Radio Network. Listen, learn, launch. 10% of our gross revenue goes directly to women entrepreneurs in developing countries around the world through Kiva's microfinance program.